Good morning, New Hope. I'm so excited to see all of y'all here. And if you're visiting with us, welcome to New Hope. We're so thankful that you came. And if you're visiting online, welcome to you as well. If you would text the word welcome to 704-459-5575, we would love to get in touch with you and get you more information about our church. If you would go with me um, to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, creator of the universe, redeemer, savior, Lord, we adore you. We worship you and we come humbly unto you to, to, to dwell in this house with other believers, to worship, to hear your words, to follow your path for us and we thank you that we are allowed to be here today, Lord, that we have this freedom, that we have these family members from you, Lord, that we can worship with. And, and Lord, we ask that you forgive us, each one of us on our own, for those things that are holding us back from you, Lord, that are separating us, the sins that we have and that we have committed, Lord. We give you this time we give you this worship service and this holy day, and we ask that you change us, God. We ask that you stir us and that you move us to the path that you intend, that you lead us in a holy time of worship with you. We love you and we honor you, God, in all things we do. We long to bring you glory. In your name we pray, amen. I have a few announcements this morning. There's a business meeting after the service. Um, we also have a new Bible study that is the case for heaven. It starts tonight at 6, or you can come on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. You do not need to sign up for that. You can just come. There's also the spaghetti lunch next week, and that's for the youth fundraiser. Please come bring your neighbors and your friends and come eat with us. If you would like to have takeout plates, Please sign up um, for those, if you would, at the back there or by the office for your name and how many plates you'd like. All that money is going to go to the youth trips for this summer. We also, next week is fun Sunday. We have the fundraiser lunch, and then at night we're watching a movie with the whole church in the gym. So we would love for you to come out. They'll have snacks and refreshments as well. Um, it's going to be a great time. And we also have an announcement from Sunny Wright this morning. Good morning, everybody. I just wanted to uh, bring you up to date on our uh, Kentucky mission trip. Uh, I had the opportunity this past Thursday to talk to uh, Tracy Ford, who is the, uh, with the Home uh, Mission Board in Cary, North Carolina. She has given us the uh, location where we're going uh, early Friday morning, plan to leave here about 6 o'clock. That'll be Noah Anderson, uh, Nick Austell, uh, Craig Spencer, and then myself. Probably pull out about uh, 6 o'clock, we hope, Friday morning, headed to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, the church up there is uh, Corner View Community Church. They are one of the uh, center distribution centers uh, for the tornado victims in that area. So, so we're going up there. Uh, to deliver the goods. 
and thanks to your generosity, we have a lot of them. Uh, probably a, a trailer full and uh, Noah's van, he's going to take it and uh, we're going to put all the food and everything in it if we can get it in there. But we do have a tremendous amount of supplies that we're going to be taking up. I also want to thank uh, Sulphur Springs uh, Methodist Church up here who've given a lot of money and a lot of goods and materials for us to go. And also to Hopewell Baptist Church in Anderson, South Carolina, where my granddaughter, Sarah and Shelby, go. They uh, told them about what we were doing, and they've uh, loaded up some supplies. And I think Susan and uh, Stacy, our daughter, are going to go down this week and bring all that back. So we've got that to load up to. But I just want to thank you for your generosity, for the money, uh, and everything that you've done for this trip. Uh, if you would pray for us as we go up there uh, for a safe journey, it's going to be uh, probably maybe seven, eight, nine hours, we're not sure, of the time it's going to take to drive up, pull in the trailer and all we've got. Uh, but we plan to go up uh, Friday and come back on Saturday and, uh, and do that. But I want to thank you for that, if you would pray for us. Uh, for that trip and once again thank you for your generosity and what you've done and I know it'll be a great benefit to all of those uh, tornado victims up there in Kentucky thank you
is our God. Are you praising Him today? Amen. Praise the Lord today. Praise Him for all He is, for all that He does. Amen. For He is a great and an awesome God. And we're so glad that He loved us so much that He gave us His Son, Jesus Christ, right? And if we believe in Him, we shall have everlasting life. Praise God. That's the message of today. It's the message of every day. It should be the message on our lips every day as believers, right? Uh, To let the world know that that Jesus is our Savior. Amen. <clears throat> We're going to be continue our study this morning, our series on, on 316, the series 316. We're going to move on to Ephesians chapter 3. Um, and we've been looking at this for going on almost a year now, um, but, but looking at a number of the books of the Bible around chapter 3, particularly verse 16, if there are uh, if, if it's a focal passage or, or that might be the focal verse, which is a large part of what we see today. Um, and so we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, if you want to go ahead and, and turn to that this morning. And, and I'll share with you a story that, that Soren uh, Karagard used to tell. It was a parable about some ducks, Okay. And every Sunday, this community of ducks, they would, they would waddle their way to church and hear the duck preacher preach, okay? The duck preacher, oh, he spoke how God had, had given the ducks wings and they could fly to great heights and do great, great things. There was nowhere the ducks couldn't go now because they could fly. They could fly up into the heavens and see over everything. There was no God-given task that they that they couldn't accomplish. And oh, they were greatly encouraged by this duck pastor as he preached to them. And, and there were shouts of amen as the ducks quacked as the preacher preached, the duck preacher preached. At the conclusion of the, the service, the ducks all left. They went out the door and all commenting on about what a wonderful service it was. But unfortunately, as the pastor looked out, He saw they were all waddling back home. They had all heard the message, but they weren't changed by it. They never attempted to use the the, the mighty power and the resources that they had at their disposal. They knew what they could do, but yet they left and did nothing. They went about their way as normal. As followers of Christ, that's us. We don't... We don't realize the power that we have in prayer. We don't realize the power that we have by using the Holy Spirit. And so our our ability is is halted. Our ability is stunted. In the book of Ephesians chapter 3, we find where Paul is, is, is praying for the believers to be changed at the church of Ephesus. He wants them to become to become strong, to be strengthened in their, in their faith. And, and God wants us to know we have an untapped strength in our heart as well. Right. That we have power that we've never tapped into. 
Yeah, we might feel weak in our, in our Christian journey, but God wants us to know that, there was, that there's power beyond ourselves, that God's power is our power. If you will, turn with me again to, to, to Ephesians chapter 3. And we're going to hear Paul's prayer for the, Ephesian, for the Christians at the Ephesian church. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, it says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom His whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches he may, be, he may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. One of the overarching themes, one of the overarching ideas of the book of Ephesians is unity, a oneness in the body, of love between the believers. And that's what he was trying to get across, that there had to be love for one another. There had to be love within the church for one another. And that there had to be unity in mission, unity in the cause. And so today our cause is to carry forth the mission of God and the, the gospel of God to, to all generations, to all, to all the ends of the earth. Um, but Paul knew that, that this unity, that this oneness, that this great love between everybody, it couldn't be achieved in their own power. Amen. It just can't happen. But, but Paul also understood the power of prayer. Right. And so he prayed. And what we just heard was the prayer that he prayed for the, for the church in Ephesus. Amen. He understood the, how, how much difference prayer meant, how much difference it could make in the people's lives. And so it says that, that he humbly and earnestly prayed. It says that he fell on his knees and prayed, and praying for Amen. the believers. Folks, if there's any hope at all for the church, it's that we'll become more like Christ and it will become more like Him that will grow in our likeness in Christ and loving in Christ and loving each other. It says in verse 14, it says, For this reason I kneel before the Lord. Now throughout the Scripture we see, I think, six different ways that you pray. You can stand, sit, lie down, Face down, hands up, a whole different ways. But, but here, Paul, when, when we get on our knees or when we're prostrate before the Lord, we are totally defenseless. And that's the idea here. It's total submission, total humility before the Lord. And, and so notice what he prays for. What do most of us, what, 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 do, what do we normally pray for? Think about it in your in your. Prayer time, is it, is it physical needs? Is it uh, our own needs in general? Is it healing? Is it 
for other people? Is it for circumstances? Maybe that God would change our circumstances, that God would bring us out or bring us through the circumstances that we're in. What does Paul pray for? What does he want them to have? The first thing he prays for is for the people. It's for them to have inner strength. For them to have power in the Lord. For them to acknowledge and to put forth and to harness the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives so that they can understand the love of God and, and, and how great and how vast it is. He prays for their, for their inner strength. In verse 16 it says, I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Listen to the New uh, Living Translation. I like this. It says, I pray from His glorious unlimited resources He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Folks, He wanted the, the church to be spiritually strong. And He was calling on God in, in verse 15, the Creator of everything, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. Acknowledging that God is God above all. Amen. That was the power that He was calling on to come down and give them power in their hearts and in their lives so that they could understand the the enormity of God's love for them. Amen. He's calling on God's, look at this, He's calling on God's glorious, unlimited resources right. to accomplish this. Because He knows that if, that if they are spiritually strong, spiritually grounded, spiritually mature, that they can overcome anything in life that comes their way. Amen. Whether it be persecution from the outside or the inside, whether it be health or financial, relational, whatever it might be, that they can overcome it with the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what He's calling on the Lord to do. And so He prays for their, for their inner strength, for their inner power, so they can accomplish God's will and God's mission in their life. He goes on in verse 17. It says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love. He doesn't want Christ to be a guest in your house, no. in the in heart, no, no. in your heart. He wants Christ, he, he wants us to allow Christ to take up residence in our, in our hearts. Think about it. If, if we have guests over uh, for, for, for dinner, for whatever, there might be areas in our house that we might prefer they not go. You know what I mean? You know, it, it might be in the, in the medicine cabinet to see what you're really taking. <laughs> or it might be the, the closet where you threw everything in there so you could get ready for them to come over. It might be in the junk drawer, you know. But we all probably have those areas that we really prefer somebody not look into. I think we all understand what I'm talking about. But, but, but it's funny that we don't want our guests to look in there, but it's okay for our family members to look in there. 
You see, our family members helped throw everything in the closet, didn't it? Or create the junk drawer. And so that's the idea here. Jesus wants to be a family member in our heart. He wants to be a family member where He has an all-access pass to everything, every day, all the time in our life. Where you might slip off to young people on Friday night or Saturday night where your parents don't know where you're going or you weren't supposed to go. Or maybe for the adults, when you turn that computer on and you head toward a site you know you probably shouldn't be in. Or, or it's continuing on in a habit that, that it's not godly or God-driven. Maybe it's a vice that's consumed us that we know is not good in the eyes of God. But nobody else knows about that, do they? Nobody knows where we go, what we do, the, the clicks that we make, the, the trips that we take. And so it's hidden from the world. And we act like it's hidden from God, but it's not. And God wants us to be reminded that He travels with us everywhere we go. He is in that closet. He is in that medicine cabinet. He is in that junk drawer because he knows the junk in our hearts right he knows the junk in our minds that we think and we we have a desire to do and that unfortunately we sometimes follow through and do Jesus wants all access every day all day all the time into every aspect of our life He says in verse 17, he says, I pray that you being rooted and established in love. And the New Living Translation says that your roots will grow down in God's love and keep you strong. The idea here is that our spiritual roots are established and, and growing deep. That, our, that our, our faith is growing, it's maturing. All the time. Let me share a couple of stories with you. I was going to plant a, a small garden uh, last year, and I didn't get very far with it. I bought the little packets of, uh, you know, the little tomato seedlings and, and packets, and and had them there. I I kept them out and and you know in the sun and and kept them watered and and they grew. And one day I saw a little green tomato pop on there. I thought, man, this is amazing. I got a little tomato on there. And the plants, they grew taller and a little bit taller, but ultimately they, 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 they fell over for trying to survive. Because you see, I never planted those plants in the ground. <laughs> they stayed in those little cups, you know. And so I was amazed when one little tomato came on that plant. And then it still continued to grow to a point, but then it fell over because its roots were stunted and it couldn't grow. It couldn't develop into what it wanted to be or what it could be. And so ultimately it, it, it fell over, withered, and died. Another, yeah, another <coughs> on the other hand, I, 
A couple of weeks ago, I was, I was changing the, we have a gas light out in the backyard, and I was changing the mantle on it, and there was a, like a four-foot tree that had grown, a weed tree, okay, that had grown up, grown up there in, in the flower bed, and I knew it had been growing, just hadn't paid it any attention. Well, I thought, okay, when I get done here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up. So I got done, I reached down, I grabbed hold of it and pulled it, nothing. <laughs> But this little tree, though, it was, it was planted in a little green planter about that big. Four-foot tree. I said, okay. So I got out here, I grabbed both hands, and I pulled, and I pulled, and I pulled, and it wouldn't come up. It did not come up. So now I got to get the hedge clippers, you know, and, and cut it down or shovel and dig it up because you see what happened, those roots had grown down through the little water drain hole in the bottom of that and grown so deep into the ground and so wide that it had become so strong that preacher Pastor Russ couldn't pull it up. That ain't saying a whole lot. But nevertheless, I couldn't pull it up, okay? But, but it reminded me of how deep those roots had gone and how firmly that, that tree had, had so quickly established itself. You see, when Christ is at home in our hearts and our, and, and our spiritual roots are, are well grounded, then we can, to experience, we can begin to experience God's love in a way that, that we never have before. We can begin to, to, to face the things in life that we never have before. When our roots are deep in Christ. In verse 18 he says, May we have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. In our best efforts, we can never understand how big God's love is for us. It's immeasurable, it's incalculable. It's just so big that we can't understand it. But Paul wants us to know and experience the fullness of Christ's love as best that we can. And he wants us to know that abundant life in Christ. And he says in verse 19, May you know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Watch this. God is, God is able to do because He's not idle. He's not inactive or He's not dead. God is able to do what we ask because He hears us when we pray. God is able to do what we think because He knows what we think even before we think it. Amen. God can do all we ask or think because He knows it all and can do all. He can do more than we ask or think because he plan His plans are, are bigger and greater than our plans. He can do much more than we ask or think because there's no holding God back because He is God and we're not. Amen. 
And He can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can imagine because He is God of the highest degree, highest quality. His ways are greater than our ways. His thoughts are, are higher than our thoughts. And folks, if we look at our own weakness, it can lead to discouragement and, and doubt and frustration. But if we focus on, on His unlimited power, we can find, we can find the hope in, in spite of our circumstances, in spite of what's going on when we're focused on Him, when we're rooted in Him. Because He is able to, to strengthen us when we are weak. He's able to, to answer any question that we have. He is able to, to hear our, our faintest cry. He's able to, to lift our heaviest burden. He's able to, to guide us through the darkest of times. Whatever that is, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through. Warren, Warren Wiersbe suggests this inner strength will lead us to a, to a deeper experience with Christ. And this deeper experience will enable us to comprehend God's great love. This in turn will result in being filled to the measure of fullness of God. And so Paul is praying for the strength to know the depth and comprehension and fullness of knowing God's love. Let me ask you, do you want that in your life today? Do you want that in your life today? Do you want more of Jesus in your life today? Do you want more of Jesus' access to your life and in your life? Folks, God wants us to accomplish all of this. Yes, for us to experience that, but ultimately for God's glory. For everything we do should be done for God's glory and not our own. And so He wants us as a body of believers to be united as one on mission for God's glory. And so do you want that today in your heart, in your life, in your church, in your community? Well, let me encourage you to pray Paul's prayer this week. Ephesians chapter 3, I want you to pray this prayer this week. Make it a part of your prayer life and insert your name into this passage. Make it about you and praying for your inner strength. Praying for the inner strength of your neighbor beside you. Amen. And see how God will work in your life. Pray that prayer so that it becomes your prayer. Not necessarily Paul's prayer. But let's pray that prayer together. Join me. Lord God, we pray as Paul did. We pray for our inner strength today. And Lord, we at New Hope pray that from your glorious unlimited resources that you will empower us with inner strength through the Holy Spirit. And that Christ will make His home in our hearts as we will trust in Him. Our roots will grow down into your love and keep us strong. And may we have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and how long, how high and how deep your love is. God, may we experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. And then we will be made complete 
with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And now all glory to you, God, who is able through your mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to you, Lord, in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen.